Hi, this is Kevin Allison from the Risk Podcast. You are listening to Massocast, and it is for adults only. So have fun. Thanks for downloading another episode. Um, so a lot, of, a lot to cover in this episode. Uh, first of all, I want to uh, expand on something I mentioned earlier, uh, and that is uh, the idea of you doing episodes on the Massacast. I don't mean uh, you coming on and me interviewing you, which that's a possibility too, but the idea of you knowing someone who would be a great guest, but because you know them, you'd probably be more qualified to interview them than I would. So you get a microphone, you sit down, you record an episode, you send me the audio, I edit it, and it goes live. The idea being, the more people who can do this, the more episodes there can be. And also, if I were to get hit by a bus, the show could continue, right? So uh, that's the idea. Now, if you want uh, some advice on how to continue, if you want to idea of what's a good microphone or what file format do I use for the audio or anything like that, go ahead and email me, massacast.gmail.com. You can also go to massacast.com and go to the contact form. But that's the idea. We're going to kick it up a few more notches as the year progresses, but uh, I really like this idea of people from all over the world being able to sit down with their friends and acquaintances and just shooting the shit, sending me the audio, and then making it live. And then Eventually, uh, people being able to log into the pop, the, the Masticast website and and do all the editing and and publish it. Just an idea. This might go nowhere. It may turn out that nobody's interested in doing this, and I'm the only person who's putting it out, and that's fine. But I do like the idea of uh, it being sort of this self-contained, uh, autonomous thing where people can put out episodes. This is just an idea I have. It's uh, you know early early stages, but um, yeah, think about it. If you have any ideas, uh, you know how to contact me. Uh, so this episode. So uh, earlier, a few months ago, when we were doing the big fundraiser to keep the podcast going, uh, someone emailed me and said, "Hey, really love the show. Uh, I will give you five hundred dollars to interview Ferns, who's been on the show before." And also, uh, if you allow me to ask her a few questions. To which I said, let me get this straight. You are going to give me $500 to go towards the podcast to put someone on the show who I love to interview and I would love to have back on the show again. Sure, ab- yes, ab- absolutely. So that's what you're about to hear. This is a conversation uh, uh, between Ferns and myself. And uh, I'm going to ask her the questions that the generous donor uh, wanted to ask Ferns, and uh, they're really good questions too. So, um, uh, and also at the end of the episode, you're going to hear Ferns reading a chapter out of her new book. And I, I cannot stress this enough: when you're listening, don't dri- don't be driving when you're listening to this. It's extremely steamy, and steamy is putting it lightly. Uh, so here it is, my conversation with uh, with Ferns. You're coming out with a book. I am coming out with a book. I'm so excited, and I hate the covers. <laughs> You've been you've been actually crowdsourcing the the covers that you want. I have, and um, I actually, I mean, it, it's it's a book that I have wanted to put out for ages. What it is is extracts of play stories from my blog. So, or anybody who's read me for a long time 
will recognise those stories. They've been re-edited and whatever, and I send it out to some beta readers to see what they thought. And uh, for those people my... who are confused by the Australian accent, uh, she meant to say, well, she didn't. She said beater, <laughs> not people who beat people, beta. <laughs> beta readers, beta. Right, right. Beta Pe- readers. Not, beta? not alpha, but beta <laughs> readers. They're not people who are beating people while reading the book. That, that might be happening too, but that's just not the point of it. I'm sorry. That wasn't, wanna... that wasn't the point of that. I'm glad you clarified that right. because people do get confused about these things. So I'm hoping to get it out in the next week or so, but I'm currently, which I mentioned in, in my post about the covers, I'm dithering about it because I'm not happy with any of the covers. So I crowdsourced what I had and I'm taking a, a, all that input and I'm still looking for something that makes me feel like I'm getting across what I want, which I haven't got yet. So I'm, did, I'm now on the, the fence about, look, you cannot afford to just keep dithering over this versus, but I'm not happy with it. So I'm working on that at the moment. Um, so what's this, who is this for? Is this going to be for uh, – are you trying to put this out there for people who haven't read your blog and uh, who are like – Hey, here's some hot stories. Is this for the avid fan who wants a a leather bound and rich Corinthian leather uh, <laughs> book of uh, your favorite stories? Uh, for the wh- hardcore fans, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm now imagining I'm now imagining a whole bunch of people in a stereotypical BDSM outfit, right? <laughs> um, for the hardcore fans, I'm actually going to do a a run of um, print-on-demand books, and that will be specifically for them. If they want something printed, and I'll sign it. If it, put a lipstick kiss on it, if they want. Um, my, I'm, I think in this format, it's a very different experience. So the re- couple of the readers that I had looking at it are long-term um, readers of the blog, and they had a, quite a different experience reading a book put together like this versus reading my blog, which is the play stories mixed in with a whole bunch of others. So it's kind yeah. of a, a big hit of erotic, tender, sexy, passionate stuff, which you don't get in the blog where I'm also going, oh, I had some scrambled eggs for breakfast. Um, <laughs> that's a different book. <laughs> that's a different book. That's a different, very boring book. Um, <laughs> but my aim is to make it something that's a bit more accessible to people who are curious about female-dominant relationships and who are browsing Amazon for that sort of content where I want them to have an experience that's not some stereotypical, terrible, you know, ooh, cold bitch, lowly worm type story. So I'm trying to reach a, a broader audience and it's kind of an experiment. I kind of think... I didn't want to put too much effort into it in writing new material if it's not going to fly because I have a very particular way of writing and so I thought, well, to test the audience, I will put together a bunch of stuff I've already written, which is a lot more work than you'd think, right? You should have that as the subheading to the book. Dom Chronicles, I didn't want to put too much effort into it. (laughs) No, it would be a lot more work than you think. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, Right, because these, these are you didn't just copy and paste; you edit. And I want to say, I want to say right now, though, uh, you and I did not talk beforehand about even talking about your book. No, we, you didn't know I was going to ask you about the book. 
No. Right. This oh, is not, are like, you saying this is not a publicity drive on? Right, right, right. Part. I don't want people to think that that, that you know you only you're only on to, to plug or you know well whatever. This is this is I brought it up. We yeah. didn't you know. And we can um, stop talking about it now. We'll talk. Right, right. You're not actually. I, 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 I wanna, have to. I want to point out you're not kicking say, and screaming to this conversation. But yeah. no, I'm not kicking and screaming for it. But I have to say, I'm extremely uncomfortable with self promotion. So you asking me the question and asking questions about what it is and what my intent is and all that sort of stuff is fabulous. But the whole idea of self promotion makes me cringe. I'm going to be very bad at marketing this thing. I so I don't know how that's going to go. Pretty but, badly, but, I imagine. The good thing is, is that I, I mean, because uh, there's a lot of um, how do I female dominant. I mean, is this erotica or is it a true story? Is it both? I don't know what you'd call it. It's it's true erotica. They, they, oh, there so you go. It's a realistic representation of. I mean, it's it's what I write in my blog, right? So right. It is less less stories which have beginning, middle, end resolution and more vignettes, you know, like snippets of time and moments and intensity and sweetness and that sort of thing. True erotica. That's going to be a whole new, whole new thing. Um, because there's a lot of stuff that's out there that is just – you can tell it's written by a dude and not that, the, not that guys can't write good – female dominant erotica it's just that sometimes sometimes when reading it it's uh it's it's a little too it's a little too geared exactly towards me you know what i'm saying because it's another guy you know what i mean it's almost yeah. a little too because you're you're reading it and it's like oh and then the cheerleaders from next door walk in and oh the sports illustrated swimsuit models bus broke down and now they walk you know what I mean? it's just a little it's a bit it's a bit letter to playboy Yes, yes. It's a, yeah, exactly. I never thought your stories are true because they're not. <laughs> That's right. Well, well, I I I'm ex- is it only going to be on Amazon? Where is it going to be? Uh Amazon to start and then we'll see. And the the print on demand is going to come later because oh my goodness, organizing that is a whole other project. It's well, quite I hope complicated it's... all this stuff. Uh so last time we talked, you there was a dude coming from the US to come visit you. From North America, yes. Right. Or from North America. Oh, see Canada then. <laughs> well done. Well you done, you. You have corrected me. <laughs> uh, so this guy from Canada comes mm-hmm. to visit you. Mm-hmm. And um, were you really trying to just narrow it down by the continent so to, to protect him that much? I was, actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, sorry. Um, so uh, how did that go? Good and bad. <laughs> he was awesome and lovely, which I knew already, and we just did not click. What was it? Uh, so because I mean, I I know what happened. I read, you know, I was reading your blog when it happened. But what was it that didn't click? What was the non-click? Intellectually and emotionally, we just didn't gel. So. I, you know, when we were having, you know, you know that thing that happens when you really like someone and you say, go out for for a drink and you have this conversation where you're just going and it's all fabulous and interesting and exciting and fascinating. And then there are those times that you go out 
for a drink with somebody and they're like, oh, look, there's a tree. And you go, yeah, yes, it's a nice tree. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that... <laughs> I don't want to make give you the impression that he was not bright or not interesting or whatever, but it's just things that we thought each of us thought was interesting was not interesting to the other person. But wait, so, so sometimes sometimes it just takes time to find the click. It, you know, it doesn't happen yeah. instantly, right? He was here for a month, right? Yeah. Well, but it sounds it sounds like other areas were were awesome. Physically. The chemistry was awesome, and I have never had that before, where there was no internet, really intellectual or emotional connection, but the chemistry worked despite that. So right. that was amazing for me. He was, he's, you know, even though we didn't click, he is a, a, an absolutely fascinating, interesting, lovely man, and to my delight... The attraction was strong, and we were able to carry that through. Got harder and harder as time went on, but we were able to carry that through the month that we were together, despite the other things not working. And so I've never does, had that before. So how does something like that? So, you, so basically, you, you you meet each other. I put, put air, meet in air quotes. Um, you meet each other online. Uh, you are chatting back and forth or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, you say, "Yeah, come over for a month." Mm-hmm. You you were really that you were like yeah come over stay at, or was he staying at his own place or was he crashing at your place no not at my place oh no but well, nearby 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 so the whole time he was in a hotel or something well it was an Airbnb arrangement so oh okay oh okay uh, Airbnb helping you with your trysts <laughs> since nineteen 19- helping you with your sexual liaisons right. <laughs> okay so that's not totally crazy right. That's not no. totally. Well, look, I think I think for me, if I limit myself to the local area, I'm kind of screwed. But they're so, all coming to you, though. You, they have to come to. You. So you 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 are really you're going to get a certain type of person, right? Well, you're, this is this is new. in In the past, I went to them, and I've made a oh, policy. Really? I've made a policy. So with my last submissive, I went to him the first time. With E, who I wrote about on the blog, I went to him, and. I have recently decided I'm not going to invest that anymore. I have made it a condition that if you are remote from me, that's fine. I'm happy to work with that. But you have to come to me and you have to fund. Well, it's not even you have to come to me. You have to fund the travel and the accommodation and all that sort of stuff because I'm not willing to do it. So I think the default then is that that they're going to come to me. It's pretty unlikely that they're going to pay. Well, they might do, but pay for me to go to them. Right. So the most likely scenario then is they're going to come to me, which is not my preference, to be perfectly honest. But You'd rather go to them? Yeah, I would, because I'm the one that, that generally, I'm the one that's re- relocatable. And I want to see what their life is like. Right. Yeah. So do you, you uh, I mean, do you, do you have many uh, friends that you talk about this, like in, in, in your life, not on the blog, but in, in your life? Do you have friends that know about this area of you, or are you pretty much... No, no, I don't really talk, I would talk about it, no. So, so, but at the same time, like, your friends, when you had this guy flying in, <laughs> you didn't say... this guy? You didn't say anything about the context of that, or they didn't know about it? 
Um, most of them didn't know about it because I don't really discuss – I don't discuss my private life with anybody, which is weird, right? Considering that I have a blog where I just go bleh. <laughs> no, because I, I don't think I, because I, I think there is a definite difference. I think there's a definite there difference. There is a difference, and uh, I mean, to the I don't discuss things to the point where my family doesn't know if I'm seriously seeing someone until I bring them to a couple of serious family events. You know, so yeah. I don't tell them I'm seeing anybody either. So it's really a matter of well, if he's shown up three times to a few things, then I guess she's seeing him, right? Right, right. <laughs> They just kind of so, put two together themselves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so, no, I don't tell people. And if somebody is around enough to notice that I'm spending all this time with, with someone, then I tend to give a very vague, oh, yes, I met them on the internet. <laughs> and most people don't ask beyond that. It, but it does sound like, I mean, if they didn't know your blog, which they don't, they don't. But if you you if you're just sort of vague in your in what's going on in your life, they, they might think you're just completely lying, right? Oh, my my boyfriend, he's Canadian. You don't know him. <laughs> what are we in high school now? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't talk about it. No, oh, so it doesn't. So, really... so it doesn't come up. So you don't and have friends who are just like desperate to know. I. I do have I do have a couple of friends that I talk to in vague terms about it. So I do have, in, and I'm thinking in particular of a friend who we always, when we get together, we share these stories and he's seeing anybody and whatever. And she's on RSVP, so she kind of gets that oh, I met him on the internet, right? Right. So if I say oh, I met some guy on the internet and he happens to be in another country and he's coming out here, she doesn't think that's particularly odd. Oh, okay. She's just like, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then it's how'd that go? And I say, we shag like rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> hey, and so, and that's the, that's, that's a good thing though. I mean, you, you got that. It's not like, it's not an odd, does it, does it feel though, after, after you've spent all this, this emotional time in something uh, where someone travels from North America and they, <laughs> you know, they come down and they spend a whole month there's a lot of weight. There's a lot of pressure there. I think it, I think it's an odd thing. Yes, I because think because it's possible that if you had just met at a play party, whatever, then the chemistry may have been there. It may have clicked. But it's it's quite possible. You know what? I can't remember what it's called. There's a scientific there's a scientific um, uh, phenomenon that simply observing something changes it. Yes. Right? Yes. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's mm. called the observing changing it factor. <laughs> I think you're but right. Well done on identifying act- that scientific term. That's right. I just pulled that out of my head. <laughs> uh, just the simple act of observing it changes its behavior, right? So, mm-hmm. so if because there, sort of a, uh, there's a lot of pressure on it, oh, you're going to stay for a month or whatever, that, that right up the bat is just sort of like – that's just a lot. There's a lot there. And there also, is, there if, is. If you hadn't just if you had just met in a play party, there wouldn't be all this extra pressure of oh, mm-hmm. we got to find out all these different things in this month, or we've got to okay, you, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. So that's just kind. Of, I mean, that, I'm just saying that that puts a lot of pressure on both of you. It does. I think, and I think there are two two ways to look at it. 
one one is to go, oh my god, it's all this big deal and oh dear and pressure and terrible. And the other is to go, ah, oh, fuck it, right? <laughs> so I go for the second option. <laughs> so I, I, your point, your point is valid, and there, most of the time, there is a lot of pressure on it because generally you've been speaking for quite a lot of time, and you, you are building this emotional connection or this this some sort of connection that makes it worthwhile. And I think that the difficulty probably comes in more when the travel is a huge deal. Like for a lot of people now, that sort of travel is no big deal, right? So I think when when that sort of travel is this huge, weighty, terrible decision, then the pressure gets more and more. Right. So... Of course, there are expectations. Of course, you hope that it it will work out, and if it doesn't, it's terribly disappointing. But I do think there is a difference between putting a whole bunch of baggage on top of it versus really working hard to go. Look, you know, we'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. So, so let's back up a little bit. Let's say there's a woman who's in your a similar situation as yours. And she wants, uh, she wants, you know, cause maybe she doesn't have a lot of options nearby, and she's maybe a dominant woman, or she's a switch, or whatever. And she wants, she says, you know what, screw this, I want guys to come to me, right? How do you know? What is the litmus test of knowing? Okay, this person is safe to invite, you know, into my into my personal space, right? Where mm-hmm. where basically I'll be the the only that that person's only connection. In the area, and it was pretty much a given that we're going to spend at least X amount of time together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the? How do you know that that person's safe? How do you know? What do well, you do? Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, as a first thing, it's actually a lot less safe to go to them, right? Where you're alone and don't know anybody and are in unfamiliar surroundings, blah blah blah, right? Well, I mean, I should say, like, if you're going to go visit someone in New York, then you, you can still, let's say if someone's going to come to New York City, there's still plenty of other stuff you can do and it's not going to no, be No, but I'm thinking, not. talking about safety, right? Right. If, you, if, if I go, which I have done, if I go internationally to New York or to LA or to wherever to meet somebody, I'm in a much less safe position than if I'm at home. Sure. So, I'm not sure who travels makes a difference and I'm actually... Not even sure that the distance makes a difference, right? Safety is safety. This is true. But, I mean, uh, I, I, for someone who's very protective of her uh, not being known by the neighbors and all that stuff, you invite someone who, you know, I, again, what's the litmus test? How do you know when you – how do you say – at what point do you say to yourself, okay, I know this person is safe now? How much time do you have to give it? Because <laughs> just because just because the person you inviting the person over doesn't yeah. mean you're sure, but that person can still walk out in full whatever garb and say, "Hey, we just fucked last night," or whatever. <laughs> you don't know. Oh my goodness, this is true. And uh, see, it's it's funny because I have just invited someone to visit me who I've been emailing for a week. <laughs> oh, so wait for one week? Yeah, less than a week. How do you – oh, you invite it. Are they coming? Well, we still have to sort out logistics, but yes, I assume so. Wow. So, 
how do I know? I just know. I don't know. Like, how does anybody know that someone's not a creepy, crazy, psycho person? I, right. I think. I think either your instincts are good or they're not, and I know that is is really not a valid way to assess safety. But I think after you you have certain experiences over and over and over and over again, you kind of learn whether your instincts are good or not, right? So if you have yeah, a whole yeah. bunch of bad experiences over and over, your instincts suck. Right. You just got to not trust those things, right? You just got to go, whatever my instinct says, I'm doing that other thing. Right. Whereas if you have experiences where your instincts are correct over and over and over again, it's it's there's no, you know, you ask litmus test. There's no, there's nothing that you can say or ask to guarantee that this person is not a crazy psycho person. So I'm curious, uh, this person that you did you invite this person to come to you, or did this person say, "Hey, I would like to meet you"? The latter. Oh, really? And you said, "Well, okay." I said, yes, okay, <laughs> which I never normally do, so it's a departure for me. What, what do you mean? You never – normally you say, no, stay away? or you- I never normally do it in such a short time frame and he's also very young, so I've never – and he's not long-term relationship material. So there's a whole bunch of things that I, I've never done that I've gone, okay, well, you know, let's see. So this is – what what is the X factor that made you say yes? There's something about him. <laughs> what is the X factor? That is such a great question. For for me, I have this I have this issue with explaining what I want. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Right. And if you ask someone to explain what they find appealing or attractive or compelling about someone else, they may say a bunch of things, but that's never the reason. Right. You know, they might say, oh, they're really good looking, they're really smart, they're really, you know, it doesn't, that's not the reason ever. Like, if you think about the people in your life, you know, lots of people who are really smart, really attractive. I think you know the, I think you know the answer, you just don't want to say it. Do tell you, me. Do tell me what the I, answer so, is. Okay, let's look at the facts. He's younger than normal, uh-huh. than your normal, whatever. He's, in your words, he's definitely not short-term, uh, long-term material, right? Yeah. You just want to get, get uh, laid, basically. If that, if that was the truth, I could find much easier ways to do it. No, no, I'm so. saying you want to, and when I say late, I don't mean just sex. You want your kind of... No, no, no? it's... no. If if it was that easy for me, I would be a much happier person. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> no. But, is it, but clearly, I mean, all right. Well, whatever. I, I it, don't. I think there is. So, I think that's true for a lot of people. I think that is true for a lot of people. But for some reason, it doesn't. It doesn't work that that way for me. Like, if there is is some play which is on the table that would be great but that doesn't explain why him right which is what you asked me sure because again if i just wanted that i could find it and that would be pretty easy but but clearly i mean there's it's a different let's say if there's a play activity like there's a there's very different if you say like i really want to give someone a spanking 
No, it's not just a matter of, or, or on the reverse, if you're submissive and you say, I just really want to, I want to get beaten, you, you can't get that itch by just the physical activity. It, it comes down to the person, at least for me, it comes down to the person mm-hmm. doing it, right? Well, I, I think there are some people who can, which is, yeah, you're right. which I kind of envy that, right? But there are some people who can just go, physical itch, scratch it, done, good. Right. No, I, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know. I've never been able to really, I, ha- I have to, this is, my biggest problem is that for me to, um, when I was single, one of the hardest parts for me when it comes to submitting to someone is, is I had to buy that they were, I had to buy their dominance. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I actually had to feel like they were dominant over me in one sense, whatever. Like if someone, I remember playing with someone once and she was a very nice person, but man, she just was, I could tell that she was only, she was just using the dominant card, the dominant card. She was just using that as an angle to get laid, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Um, it was, she really wasn't all that into it. It was just sort of like, Okay, uh, we did X, Y, and Z. Now, can I fuck you? You know, there was that. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I think I think there are a, a billion motivations and little nuances that work or don't work for people. And for someone like you, where you have to feel that it is something real, and there's a real exchange, and there's some real dominance and submission going on there that makes everything much harder right yeah it does yeah and and don't you hate that like don't you wish you just go oh, for fuck's sake just right. forget it just enjoy was, this thing and don't even think about it but it doesn't work that way i'll give you i'll give you a prime example this I'll is give a, me a so, prime example i would love here's it. a prime uh since you asked so um uh, i was doing service for someone and she was a very nice person, but it was very clear that it, it became very clear that she was only interested in just getting her house clean. She really had no real dominant, you know what I mean? Real dominant tendency. But I'm not saying she wasn't a real dominant. I'm saying she found a way to get her house clean for free and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she started, uh, she decided she wanted to do a little bit of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what her play was. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm she ready. Would, she would take, she, she, she told me not to shave my face. Like four days before coming over. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, whatever. She just likes a little scruff or something. I don't know. She then, uh, after I clean her place, she, she has me sit on the couch while she takes her teeth and slowly, with her teeth, pulls out hairs on, on my face. <laughs> okay. Um, and she said, it just really, it just really, it really turned her on, she said. It just, and she did that for, and it, first off, it hurts really in a weird yeah, way, right? <laughs> I can I, imagine. But the weirdness of the the weirdness of the situation of having a woman come up, you know, and making her teeth, you know, flat, so, and then going like, you know, bite, 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 pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the whole weirdness of it overwhelmed any pain. I don't think I, I don't remember any pain. I think the whole time I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? What what it what the fuck? Weird. So, so your negotiation really sucked. So, what's this play going to look like? Well, I'm going to. No, I, 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 I was, that was a point in my life when I was just like, play, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. I'm in, yes, I'm yes. in, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, that was a little. Well, but, see, though, though, to see, I'm, I'm in two minds about that because 
if that was her kink, that was her kink and she wanted to get it on and you were submissive and she was doing it to you and that's all good, right? So the fact that it didn't work for you is more, more of an issue. Right. No, <laughs> the no, whole listen, image I'm of sure it is making me who laugh totally now. gets off on that, right? I'm sure there's someone yeah. that told, But what I'm saying is for me – and I'm not, and again, I'm not saying she wasn't dominant. I'm saying I just couldn't feel it, right? Mm-hmm. I just, but, for me, but, it was just like. And, but uh, let me let me ask you this then: If she had done something that you loved, would you have felt differently? If her kink was something that you loved, uh, so was I it the know. kink didn't gel for you? No, or you didn't so feel. At the very beginning, I had the feeling that she was just using this as a way to look at guys naked while they clean for her, right? right. Or or, and, or get her house clean for free, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from the very beginning, I didn't feel really submissive towards her. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, it's not because she had to be an intellectual dynamo, though she wasn't. But, you know, it would have been helpful. But uh-huh. just there's all these different things. It was just like she, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like. You didn't have the vibe. I didn't have the vibe, right? Yeah. Okay. I understand that. Um. Wait, are you defending? Are you saying pulling teeth, pulling beard hairs out with your teeth is like your number one kink that you're just finally coming out and admitting to? <laughs> what I'm saying is that the kink's irrelevant ah, to what uh, you felt. Right. And, well, or right. or, Again, or is con- was confusing to what you felt because you were just going, what the fuck is this? Right. So it's got nothing to do with DS. It's got nothing to do with… I also imagine know, she had like the- a giant jar of toenail clippings somewhere. <laughs> I actually imagine that would really hurt, which makes me laugh. Right. When you're chatting with a dude, because you have personal ads on too, right? I do. You do. Ha- you, and so when you're chatting with a dude, uh, what are the first, are you like, what, what comes over your mind first? Are you skeptical first? Do you go in skeptical or do you go in hopeful? Like, I know like when I, when I was single and chatting with a woman or something like that or emailing back and forth. I was imagining this being a perfect outcome and like, this is going to be great. We're going to play. And, and I was so, I, I would go, and that would screw me over because I would be. Oh, bless you. You know what I'm saying? You'd yeah. go in, you'd go in thinking, oh, this is going to be so good. Oh yeah. Can you, and oh, look at that picture. She's so awesome. I bet she's, I bet you she's really hot when she's doing X, Y, and Z or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you're, you're thinking when you're ch- chatting with someone, a, a possible someone? You go in thinking the you know the hot pervy stuff, or do you go in thinking, all right, what are you going to do to screw this up, or you know? No, it's somewhere in between. I'm pretty neutral. Yeah, I, I, I get excited as if I get an initial email that engages me, and some people are very good at that. Very few people are very good at that, but. If I get an initial email that engages me, that's funny and witty and relevant and fabulous, then I get a, oh, oh my goodness. But it's never I, – I, I think I'm generally relatively cautious. So I can get that initial, oh, yeah, happy to get this. And then I, I dial it back to neutral because – I think there's there's too much if you invest too much in it you are heading for disappointment so I try not to do that and if someone sends you know a 
just a, a boring, uninteresting email, then I'm kind of done already, right? Because they're setting the tone. They've set right. the tone already. Sure. So, so to me, you... there are three levels. One level is you're an idiot, you're scattergunning, piss off. There's you're very nice. I'm sure you're a very nice person, but you've bored me in the first email. Not compatible. Thank you. And the third one, which is the rare one, is, oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Let's talk some more. Uh, at what point are you, do you like find yourself, you're like coiling your rope, you're getting your, you know, you're, you're like emailing with the person at the same time you're like already planning out the play or whatever. Does that even happen at all or no? No. No? No. Because. Well, look, for me, for me, there's two things. One thing is that I, I am embarrassingly influenced by the pretty. So if someone has pretty pictures up, I give a lot more leeway. It's terrible <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> so if someone has pretty pictures up, I might be already imagining, oh, my goodness, yes, please. Um, but it's, it's non-specific. What it, what it means generally is I'm going to give you the best chance here possible because I want to get my hands on that. <laughs> right. What, what, uh, now, this, here's, this goes another question. I can't believe I, I, I never asked this to really anyone when I was single, but what type of pictures do you, do you like? Do you want to see kinky photos? Do you want to see? Uh, do you want to see like him chopping down a tree? Do you want to see him? You know what I mean? <laughs> Fighting a shark, <laughs> right? Yeah, like what type of what type of picture do you, do you do you like to see like some sort of doe-eyed submission in their eyes or you know what what type of <clears throat> what type what type of thing do you really want? Do you really go for for those people? Because there are guys out there who are probably. What happens is like, oh, I don't know which pictures I should put up because I want to, you know, should I be masculine? Should I be submissive? Uh, and they say, oh, fuck it. I'll just put a bunch of dick pics up. <laughs> I don't know how many people. Well, let me, let me just say, say this. I, I've been speaking to a, a very nice man. He's not a potential for me, but he's a nice man. And we um, have been talking for a little while. And I encouraged him to put up a FetLife profile. And we were talking about that. And he finally did it. And then we talked about profile pics. And I wasn't leading him to put anything up in particular. And he was musing, oh, I should put up a profile picture. And I said, yeah, that would be a good idea. And his comment was, well, I think it should be something sexual. And I'm like, where does that come from? Like, he's been talking to me for a while. We've never talked about anything sexual. He knows I'm a dominant woman. He's a submissive man. He presumably likes me enough to continue talking, can relate to me, thinks there are other women like me around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, hmm, I think my picture should be something sexual. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, here's why. I, here's why the oh, guy, here's why guys think. Why. Because look. Um, I like seeing sexual pictures of women, therefore. Exactly. Yeah. Because how else? How else will we? How else would we know, right? We're just like, hey, you know, it's it's just like anything else, right? It's just like anything else. Oh, see, uh, 
Go I ahead. wonder though, I wonder though, tell me this. Do does that thought process work the same on vanilla dating sites? So they go, I must put up something sexual. Uh, no, but then you're on FetLife, which is inherently a sexual site, ah, right? See, yeah, see, I find that interesting. And same with CM, right? Which, I mean, FetLife, you could argue it's not a dating site, whatever the hell. But CM is that is a dating site. You say CM, you mean the, Collar Me. Yeah, yeah, Collar right. Me. And here's, here's the thing that, that fucks them up, is that thought process which... I understand if they're young. <laughs> I understand if they're really young and really naive and really don't ever have any experience with women at all, ever. Never dealt with any. Don't have sisters, don't have mothers, don't have girlfriends. They've never, never seen another woman. Never seen a woman. They've never seen a picture. Route. Yes, never see it well. They've seen porn, lots and lots of porn, but other than that, never interacted with a woman ever. So for those, so for those men, I'm I'm willing to go down that track of it's a fetish site. Sex, 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 sex. Women will love it. Sex, cock, sex, 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 dick, cock, <laughs> boobies. <laughs> right? Yes. For a man who is presume, you know, presumably a grown up, has healthy relationships, has had normal interactions, all that sort of stuff. I do not. Understand it will never understand it. Never, 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 never. Oh, a sex site. Pussy boobies. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You'd make a horrible auctioneer, by the way. So, 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 tell tell those guys right now. So I didn't, I didn't answer your question. I did not answer your question. So, what sort of pictures do I like? If you've got a beautiful body. Give me a shirtless jeans picture. Give me the six-pack. Show me the six-pack. Show me. But but you have to be careful here because don't do that, look at me how gorgeous I am. You've got to do the self-effacing, mm, I'm, just doing, I'm just doing a little selfie here. <laughs> so there's a, there's a line there between look at me, I'm so amazing, and I'm – Doing you know a little bathroom selfie, ha ha. The, the jeans, um, the jeans, but, but. the shirtless jeans. There's no way. There's no way a guy cannot come off looking like a pompous ass. So you just do tight T-shirt. That's what you do. That's what I you used to do. do, t- do tight, you can because do t-shirt. otherwise well, you just look like a pompous dick. I think. I think. I think there's a. I mean, look. Let me put it this way. There is. There is a friend of mine, six pack, gorgeous. I gave him a pose to do for his profile pic. The women love it. Love it. And it's a it's a jeans, no shirt, lying on a couch, selfie from above his head. It's pretty typical dude shot and he looks gorgeous and women love it. So that works. I All think right. flex it, flexing in the mirror, that doesn't work. So you've you've got to do a line. But I'm going to say here that there the reason I, I say this is because I send, and I think we talked about this last time, I send out random compliments to people if I think they say something smart or their profile's funny or they have fabulous pictures. Right? And one of the um, men that I've been talking to, who I, I did contact him first because he had an amazing picture, was very fit man in a 
leather body harness, which is not my thing at all, under jeans. So he's wearing this body harness, got beautiful body jeans, and I sent him a note just to say, whoa, that picture is amazing. And it was. He looked gorgeous. So I don't think you're, you're going to look like an ass thing actually works in a general sense. Mm. Well. So, so, no, let me move on from that, though, right. because men who have those kind of bodies are rare, right? And I'm, this is not a deciding factor in me into going into a relationship with someone. So I love the pretty and I will give a lot more leeway if, if I see the pretty, but that's not what I go for. What I go for is is a lot more complex than that. But in terms of pictures, a lot of men are not going to get away with that shot, right? So absolutely do jeans and a jeans and a t-shirt. Do if you've got pictures of you out somewhere where your friend took a picture of you smiling and being happy and fabulous, put that one up. And if you don't want to put a face pic, then which totally understandable, then if you have a a shot of you in a suit or in a social occasion or something being relaxed, just chop your head off and <laughs> run with it, right? Just chop your head off. Chop your head off. I mean, I don't have any face pics, right? I, I chop my head out of every shot. I will say this, though, uh, from personal experience, Saad and I, Saad, I think, I don't know if she saw a picture, well, she read the blog, so I guess she probably saw pictures of me on, on the blog first, but when we first saw each other in person, Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wearing uh, leather pants, no shirt, fighting a shark. So, awesome! It, went, it worked. <laughs> it was a land shark, which is the dangerous, most dangerous kind. Uh, what's a land shark? It's uh, it's a Saturday Night Live Chevy Chase reference. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, Saturday, you don't know what a Chevy Chase is? No. Do you know what a Saturday Night Live is? I know what Saturday Night Live is, but we don't get it here. Do you know who Chevy Chase is? No. You don't you've never seen National Lampoon's Vacation? Oh yes I have. That's Chevy Chase. Oh Chevy. Okay. Gotcha. You've seen Spies Like Us? I I, I do know who Chevy Chase is. Jesus I thought you were saying Chubby. Yeah. Chubby Chase. Yes, Chubby, Chubby Chaser. <laughs> no, it's not Chubby. On Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, okay. So Chubby Chase. No. I it uh I I it left here funny, let's just say that. <laughs> And it got to Australia, and it was like, yeah. no, no, land shark. Do it. Do a, after we're done. Google search land land shark Saturday Night Live. Very okay. funny, classic. It was like the first season of Saturday Night Live. Uh, um, all right. So uh, we uh, did. Did the person who who wanted you to come on the show? He said he sent you one of the questions. Is that correct? He did. He and and uh, which question was that? He. Wants me to do a reading of one of my posts, which Would, is probably best off if I do it after the interview and send it to you. Are you okay. All right. So, uh, because you, you you won't be able to do it with a straight face if I'm sitting there, because it's about you biting the beard off a guy or something? Or? That's right. That's right. right. That's right. And you'll be sniggering in the background and that won't help. All right. We'll tell you what. Let's, well, here's what we'll do. We'll put a clip of, we'll put the clip of you reading the excerpt. Uh, at the end of the episode, sure, it'll be like a little extra bonus. It'll be like a, one mm. of those, like a bonus track. Bonus track, secret bonus track. Yep. Uh, so here are some of the other questions. You don't know the? Do you, did you know these questions? 
No, I don't. No, you don't. Okay. So these are complete shock. So, mm-hmm. uh, so here we go. Oh, prepare shocking. my shocked face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you recently wrote about fearlessness when uh, asked about important lessons you had learned. Quote, if I trust him enough, I can be fearless, and that fearlessness has incredible power and intimacy for me and us. Here's his question. What is about fearlessness, fearlessness that holds such power for you? What does it look or feel like in your relationships or play? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... So when I talked about fearlessness, is the sound quality still okay? Because I'm yeah. getting a little bit of a funny thing with you. Okay. Yeah. When I talked about fearlessness, and I don't remember exactly what I said in that post, and I should probably check it in case I'm contradicting myself, but I'm pretty sure I was talking about emotional fearlessness. And there is a, there is a quality that blows my mind with submissive men, a certain kind of submissive men, where they will throw themselves into a void without being scared of being hurt or or being rejected or being in some way damaged. And I call that emotional fearlessness and it is immensely appealing to me. And what I find is that because I'm not like that, I'm not like that at all. I'm like the most reserved and closed off emotional person that you could probably imagine. What what happens is that when I find someone who can do that with me they create this whole space where I can step into that void and that's a big deal for me because that's what vulnerability is right Mm. emotional fearlessness and when I when I strike someone who is like me who has a lot of walls up who is reserved who is emotionally generally emotionally relatively closed or relatively reluctant to step out. We we're like two brick walls. You just there's just nothing there, right? There's nothing going on there. So you know, he gives a little tap on my wall. I give a little tap on his wall, and there's nothing there. Right. And what I find is that submissives who are willing to trust, and it's not even me. I think it's a quality in them. And may I mean, I would love to think that I bring it out, but I'm not sure that's really true. I think they just have this quality. And if they have it and they throw it at me and I feel safe to step into it also, then what you get is incredible intimacy and you get a mutual vulnerability that is incredibly bonding and... I think that's really hard to find and I think it's really hard for me to find because I don't deliver that. I I am a recipient of that, okay. which makes it hard. And I think there I think there are plenty of dominant women who actually are like that also that they are fearless. They're emotionally fearless and they will 
And so they create a very different environment for their submissives. And I kind of think, because I'm justifying it in my own head that I'm providing some value there, I kind of think that I provide a safe environment for their, for my submissive to do that because I'm not volatile and I'm not emotionally, and I'm waving my hands around now, emotionally driven and that creates a stability for them to throw all that emotion at me without me rocking backwards and going, holy fuck, you know, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Sorry, that was a, that just kind of ended funny. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm sitting here listening. I was going, "Wow, that's that's really deep and interesting." And then you're like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck, it's yeah. <laughs> um, Well, you should have. If, it would have been even funny if you'd seen me waving my hands about. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, we'll have to do the video version too. Then. Um, uh, many submissive. The next question here. Many mm-hmm. submissive men are intensely curious about dominant women and what it feels like to be a top. It's like explaining color to a blind man but your blog does a fine job of it. Is there something about submissive mindset or submissive men in general that constantly surprises you? Maybe that, maybe this goes back to your previous question. Something that you don't understand or have a hard time grasping giving your identification as a dominant. Is it, is it that fearlessness or is there something else? Uh, no. Well, no, it's not that so much. I, th- I think, geez, these are good questions. He's getting his money's worth, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think what surprises me over and over is and that I I struggle to believe over and over is that they actually get some pleasure out of pleasing someone else. So I still I still feel as if which is like crazy but I still feel as if they have to convince me of that. <laughs> weird, right? No, no, that's not weird. I, no, sure. I can totally. Uh, I think it's the same thing goes for like, uh, uh, like Saad when she's, uh, you know, if, if she, we do a really heavy pain scene or something like that, um, I'll have really enjoyed it, right? But I'll have to, I'll, I'll ask her like twice or three times afterwards, like, did you, did you really enjoy it? You know, because I just can't <laughs> fathom <laughs> liking doing that to someone, but I can stand them being on the, you know, on uh, the other side. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, next question here. You are a notorious introvert. Mm-hmm. This, this is a funny sentence, or funny, funny. Here's this is a funny way to start it. You're a notorious introvert. You you write about it frequently. <laughs> that just sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> that place is packed. Nobody ever goes there anymore. <laughs> Um, how does your introversion affect your relationships? You've described it as a bubble. When it's right with someone, does, uh, does being inside the bubble instantly or intensify or focus the energy between you and your partner? Um, I am. I am super introverted. And I think when, when other people... I, don't know, I, find, I find this interesting because I feel like I feel like I'm... Doing that thing where people go, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Be- 
because because I feel like I'm such an extreme introvert, and when other people describe what they think of introversion, I go, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) No, you aren't really. You're not a real introvert. Um, And the other thing I find interesting also is that I can have this chat with you and this is what I'm like out in the world, right? So people don't believe that I'm introverted. Right. So I don't don't go out and sit in a corner and, and go, oh, I hope nobody talks to me. I'm just like this. But that's introversion doesn't mean you're not socially skilled or socially capable. It means that after you've done it, you're fucking exhausted because it has sucked all the energy right out of you. Yeah. So um, when someone makes it into my bubble, which someone did a fabulous comic on introverts where they actually used a hamster bubble <laughs> to, to illustrate it. And I've used that analogy before and when I saw that comic, I went, oh my goodness, exactly like that. Um, I I think the level of appreciation for them being there is huge. The level of, of, oh my God, you made it in here with me uh, means, and I hope it's not a whole bunch of pressure for them, but it means that they're instead of being another person in the room, they're part of me. So that makes me very comfortable in a way I never am. And it means that they're not an energy suck. It means that, in fact, the opposite. They give me energy, which is which is very, very unusual for me. And I think I'm not sure that it increases the inti- the intimacy in that, but it allows a space for us to build intimacy. I think because I'm so comfortable and because I I don't feel like I need to get away from them because they're just sucking the life out of me. So I right. think there is there's the comfort allows me to spend that time to build the intimacy that happens out of it. So let me summarize. You're saying if you feel like you don't need to run away from the person because they're such a suck on your life force, you're saying that's a good thing. <laughs> Generally, that's oh, pretty okay. good. <laughs> uh, next one. Here we go. Uh, uh, you were recently ranked number 36 by, uh, by Kinkley as sex, blog, sex blogging superhero. Uh, what is your superpower? <laughs> My superpower. See, that's a very different question from what sort of superpower would you like. No, what is it? I know. What is it? My superpower in a blogging sense is the nerdiest. To... That's the nerdiest beginning of any sentence. <laughs> My superpower in a blogging sense. Um, yes, you're right. <laughs> well, actually, it could be nerdier because I could be talking about games or something, right? True, true. Um, I think my I think my superpower is the fact that I write things and people go, "Me too." That's my superpower. That's good. Yeah, that's nice. I know. I know a lot of people who really who will. Um, 
you know, there's I, I'll get a lot of emails from dominant women who are just starting out, or maybe they they have no, you know, they just want they want some direction. And I'll usually, and, and it's not that I'm sending them direction. What happens is they're they usually want to ask Saad a question through me is what usually happens, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she's extremely busy, and you know, she's got she's doing school right now, and she's doing all this other other stuff, and um, so. If someone is seeking advice or seeking whatever, I'll usually point them. I'll send them two links. Uh, I'll I'll send them a link to your blog and Dum Dum. Usually, that's what I mean. That's what I'll do. Mm-hmm. And um, and people seem to. I usually always get thanks after like, oh my god, thank you so much. Because most of the uh, they'll read like submissive men blog because they want to get inside the male, you know, the submissive male mind or something like that. Um, but because a lot of the not all of them. I'm saying there are more, obviously, than you and Dum Dum, who write from such a place of honesty. But um, uh, for someone who's just starting out and who's trying to make that connection that, oh, you're still a real person. You're not like this invulnerable, mm-hmm. you know, she goddess of the north or something, mm-hmm, or in your mm-hmm, case of mm-hmm. the south. Um, <laughs> that, you know, it's a very, it's a very um, relatable, I guess that's the phrase. Yeah. Um, yeah thank you. Thank you. And yeah, so anyway, so I always send in, uh, you and Dum Dum because because that way, uh, you know, there's they're going to be able to laugh. They're going to be able to you'll see that there's a real person on the other side, right? Not laugh at you. <laughs> she, laugh at she's something. the laughing. I'm the crying. <laughs> no, there's plenty of funny stuff. That's that, there's plenty of stuff that people can laugh and cry at both of yours. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, and this is going to be a uh, a lightning round. Uh, answer as many as these as possible in thirty seconds. I don't even have. Oh a my god! Already. Oh my god! The stress. They're they're they're, <laughs> they're blank or blank questions. It's very simple. And if you want to if you want to substitute your own, okay. Do you want to do a practice one just so you know what is coming? <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> here we go. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, kissing or biting? Kissing. Leather or rope? Rope. Bed or floor? What? Bed or floor? Bed. Kneel- I thought you were just saying the, the, the last one of all of them here. Uh, kneeling or sitting? Kneeling. Scrambled or sunny side up? Scrambled. Flogger or cane? Flogger. Crop or paddle? Crop. Back or bottom? Back. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Straight jacket or sport jacket? <laughs> sport jacket. Corset or blouse? Corset. Heels or flats? Heels. Battlestar Galactica or Star Trek? <laughs> Star Trek. Wax or tickling? Wax. Pegs, peg or piercing? Yeah. Pegs, pegs or piercing? Yeah, pegs are pins, clothespins. I don't, I, I, it could have been pegging too, I don't know. I know, it could have been. Close so pins. that so close pins? Mm-hmm. Okay. Shave smooth or au naturel? Au naturel. Catwoman or Wonder Woman? Catwoman. Because you're a crazy catwoman. Yeah, that's right. Face slapping or spanking? Slapping. Silent or begging? Begging. There you go. Ta-da! Was that, was that 30 seconds? I don't know, who knows? <laughs> 
You were the timer. You were the timer. I had no timer. I was like, uh, see, that was easy. There was no stress there. There was no stress there. I thought um, it was going to be a bit more complicated, like <laughs> like sentences where I had to fill in the blanks. A train leaves Boston going 35 miles an hour. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or when I blank, then I blank. Like, what? <laughs> Sometimes I blank, but on Tuesdays I always fill in, you know, no. Uh this was a lot of fun. I'm so glad uh, you were willing to do this, and I hope you are willing to come on when there's no money on the line. Oh, sure. Of course. I always enjoy talking to you. And and uh, good luck with the book. Thank you. And uh, it's going to be called Dom Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Easy to find. It'll be in your local grocery store in the checkout lane. Uh, in the, the porn section. In the porn section of your local checkout lane, right? That's it. Uh it's a, a really a perfect gift for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a perfect gift for anything. It just uh, good luck with it, and uh, and I'll be buying a copy. So it'll be it'll that be that would be awesome. I'd love it if you bought a copy. Thank I will you. buy a copy. I, I, I if as long as there's an EPUB, which is something I can import into iBooks. So which is mm-hmm. good. So mm-hmm. okay. Thank you so much All for right. doing this. Thank you, X. Thank you, Ferns. Uh, you can find uh, links to her website, Dom Chronicles. You can also find the links to her new book and uh, all that stuff on Um So we'll, te- we'll see you in another couple weeks. Here it is, uh, an excerpt from a new book. I, ho- I hope you're not in the public. public. If, you're, if you're in public right now, pause it. If you're, like walk- if you're in the subway, nobody wants to see you, you know, all panting and hot and bothered while you're on the subway. Pause it, waiting to get home. Get into your happy place and then resume listening. Here's, here's Ferns reading from her new book. Conflict. You look at me, both guilty and defiant. I hold your gaze. I wait. You are hurt and angry. You lift your chin. I know that look. You are considering your options. They are running through your mind like quicksilver, fast and light and slippery. I don't look away. I just wait while you run through the possible reactions in your head. Your breathing is shallow while you fight for composure. I can feel your flight response just below the surface. Your muscles tensing ready to turn away from me and stride out of the room. I don't have to look at your hands to know that they are balled up in fists against your thighs. The fingers clenching and unclenching, your short nails digging into your palms. I can see the same conflict in your face, the outline of your jaw coming into sharp relief as your teeth grind together and release over and again. I watch your conflicted thoughts reflect across your expressive face. They are as clear to me as neon signs. I wait for you to decide. It feels like we have been locked in this silence forever. Finally, you take a deep breath. Your body relaxes. You dip your head, lower your eyes. They come to rest somewhere around my waist.
Yes, ma'am, you say, finally. It is a quiet response, hard won, and I would normally ask you to repeat it a little louder, but this time I let the whisper go. I know this has not been easy for you. I reach up, and with a gentle finger under your chin, I lift your face so that you can look at me. Your face rises under the instruction, but you can't meet my gaze. Not yet. You are ashamed, still a little angry, still hurt. I cup your face with one hand, my palm along your jaw, feeling the remaining tension there. My thumb caresses your cheek, my fingers curl strong against your neck. You lean your face into my hand, seeking reassurance. I give you everything in that caress. All the it's okay, sweethearts. The you did wells. The I'm so proud of you. All the melty sweetness flows through my fingertips into you. Good boy, I say. You raise your eyes to mine, manage a weak smile. I tilt my head at you, a half smile back. I lean up to touch my lips gently to yours. You reach for me like a parched man suddenly finding water. Pull me tight up against you quickly, suddenly, strong arms wrapping around me, fitting me into the hardness of your body like we always fit. You open your mouth to me and I instinctively enter. Feel your fingers slide into my hair. I hold your head in the crook of my arm and we make reparations, desperately and greedily finding each other again.